Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Well, the Braves took two of three from the Marlins over the weekend. A lot of fun to watch. Kyle Bailey back with you here on Sports Radio FNZ. They open up a series with the Nats tonight. Very important NL East Divisional Series, and we talk about it now. And a whole lot more with our buddy Chip Carey, the voice of the Atlanta Braves. He is back with us on the Technicom Hotline. Chip, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Kyle. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you as well. The, uh, the the Braves get back in the wind column on Saturday. They uh, they take the series yesterday. Yeah, this team is uh, showing a lot of resiliency right now, right? I mean, playing without uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzie Albies, we know what's going on with the staff. I think, if nothing else, Chip, we know this team is uh, pretty good when they face adversity. Yeah, pretty, pretty remarkable that they're in first place considering all that they've been through uh, and a very tough schedule. They just got home from a, a nine-game, ten-day road trip, uh, which in and of itself probably made those guys feel like they were away for a month. Uh, and playing good teams. So, yeah, no, uh, there's a lot to be proud of. Brian and his staff are doing uh, excellent work. And, uh, uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Anytime you lose as many guys as the Braves have lost and some of the struggles they've had offensively and the struggles they've had in the rotation, uh, that shows you this is a pretty good deep ball club that will only get stronger once they get everybody back, and hopefully that will be sometime uh, this week. Chip, how, I mean, in your own words, how good – has Max Freed been? He he dazzled again over the weekend, and you know he doesn't get the win, but he was just remarkable. So, and you get down to the weeds, the nine ground ball outs, no fly ball outs. I mean, he was just tremendous. In your words, how good has he been? Cy Young worthy. Uh, he would be the leader in the National League, as far as I'm concerned. I think uh, Max has fairly or unfairly kind of been the overlooked guy in the rotation because of his early struggles, which were somewhat Tom Glavin esque. Uh, in the early days of his career with the Braves. But, look, he got a ton of run support last year, won 17 games, pitched great. And I think he's taken the next logical step, which is to really understand how to pitch, how to set up hitters, how to uh, work counts, how to pitch to his strengths. And there's a there's a fierceness in his uh, countenance this year. He had it last year, too. But I think uh, the great step that all young players make in any sport is when they know they're good but but aren't really sure where they fit in, uh, that's changed with Max. I think he knows how good he is. I think he's still just scratching the surface of how talented and capable he's going to be. And uh, with Mike Soroka out, we've needed a guy to pitch like an ace. Max has done that. And when Mike comes back, I think we're all very confident and hopeful that they'll have two aces at the top of the rotation with those two guys. So, uh, look, the kid stepped up. He's a great kid. 
really happy for him, really happy for his success. And as you said, it's been really fun to watch. No question. And, and the rotation looks nothing like uh, Braves fans anticipated or hoped it would look before the season began. And you know, the Soroka thing is incredibly unfortunate. What happened with Mike Fultonevich was unexpe- unexpected. And you know, Sean Newcomb, I know, would have liked to have pitched better to this point. But how does the rest of that rotation fall in place behind uh, Max Freed at this point? I mean, there, I know Tukey got roughed up his last time out. Kyle Wright's trying to find it. How do you envision this thing falling in place? Well, your guess is as good as mine. That's why it's so exciting. You know, it's kind of like uh, going to NASCAR and watching Rex. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you hope that they pitch better. Uh, look, these are young guys with a lot of talent. Uh, and I think what has frustrated the Braves uh, in years past is some of these guys have not taken a big, giant leaps forward. I think Kyle Wright is much better than he is. He just doesn't throw his fastball enough. Sean Newcomb uh, has overwhelming stuff. He has enough stuff to be a big winner in the major leagues. He doesn't throw enough strikes. Uh, Tuki Toussaint. Uh, same thing. Look, it's all about throwing quality pitches at this level. And I think personally what we're seeing in the game is so much emphasis on guys with stuff that we forget that it's command that wins games. Look no further than the last game the Braves played in Miami. You had two starting pitchers that were out there throwing 88, 89 miles an hour. And those two guys pitched combined nine innings and struck out 14 guys. You don't have to throw 95 to be a big winner in the major leagues. You have to make pitches. And all too often, I think, with the analytically driven uh, uh, world that baseball lives in, uh, all these uh, major league teams are focusing on stuff over command and control because it doesn't matter how hard you throw. If you can't throw it for a strike or make a hitter swing and miss, what good is all that stuff? So that part of it's uh, very, very frustrating for me as an industry. Uh, I know Rick Kranitz is working hard with these kids. Uh, Kyle Wright hasn't thrown a lot of innings in the minor leagues. Tuki Toussaint hasn't either. Uh, they're having to learn on the job under a very, very bright microscope and big expectations for this Braves team, which many thought uh, and many still think has a great chance to get the World Series. But they're growing up, and they're going to keep running them out there because that's the right course of action. And uh, we we think that they're really talented kids with big brains that will figure this stuff out, much like Max Free did. At least that's the hope. Chip Carey, the voice of the Atlanta Braves. He's with us on the Technicom guest line. Uh, sounding like uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. may not get back as quickly as they'd hoped, right? I'd seen some anticipation of him possibly getting back tonight in time for the National Series, but but more like maybe later this week. Is that correct? That's what I'm hearing, yes. Okay, so without him and Ozzy, I mean, Ozzy's still on the mend as well. What, what Teams tend to galvanize or you find things in a team when you have stars out. What have you noticed in, in this uh, this period now without Ozzy and without without Acuna? Well, it's a different style of play. Uh, the, the offense is not nearly as dynamic as you'd expect. There's not a whole lot of base stealing, not a whole lot of hitting and running, because this is a high strikeout team, which is also somewhat surprising uh, in 2020. Uh, so, you know, in, in many ways with the DH, the Braves have become kind of an American League team, and that's not a criticism. You know, you play the hand you're dealt, and that's what they're dealt. Without two uh, table setters who can run and create havoc and go first to third and steal bases and steal home and all that stuff, the Braves don't have that available to them right now. So, uh, they've got Dansby leading off. Uh, he is not a he's not a, a guy that's going to wait for a walk. He wants to swing the bat. They move Freddie Freeman to the number two spot, which uh, may pay dividends. You know, in the ninth inning of a close game, you might get him an extra at bat if you need to use him there. Uh, but this is a team that's built to hit the fastball and hit home runs, and they hit a lot of mistakes. But if you throw off speed stuff, uh, I think sometimes they have some trouble, as do most teams around Major League Baseball, as I showed you, or as I talked about in the game on Sunday. So uh, this is a team that's not feeling sorry for itself. Nobody feels sorry for the Braves, nor should they. They're in first place despite all these problems. And as you know, we tend to pick out the, the freckles on the supermodel as opposed to looking at the beautiful curves. Uh, you know, this team has a lot of really good things going for it. And uh, we're excited to get back in action and hope 
hopefully uh, knock off the uh, defending world champion starting tonight. I'm going to use that, Chip. If, I, if it's all right with you, I'm going to borrow that one. I like that one a lot. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I will. No I, the defending <laughs> champs tonight, you said it best. And, and look, it, it's great that they're going to face the defending champs and somehow miss all of the big three. No Scherzer, no Strasburg, no Corbin. Does that almost ratchet up the pressure a little bit to take this series? No, I don't think they look at it that way. These guys are all major league pitchers, and they're here for a reason. The Nationals are a really good team. They've got a tremendous offense with uh, with Soto and Eaton and Trey Turner, who's on fire. They've got some young players that we haven't seen. Carter Keybooms in that uh, lineup every day. They're without Rendon, of course, is with the Angels and Zimmerman, who opted out. But they're still a very dangerous club, and they've got, like the Braves, an excellent strike-throwing bullpen. So, uh, look, um, you know, everybody, I think, in the 60-game season thought that the Nationals or the Braves or the Dodgers were going to go 45-15. and 15. That's not going to be the case. All of these teams have flaws. All of these teams have weaknesses. Uh, it's the team that can manage them the best that can, that's going to do the best uh, job getting toward the playoffs. And for Washington, uh, the way it was described to me, they're kind of playing in a fog, and that's understandable. This is the year that they were supposed to celebrate uh, their world championship. And in a 60-game COVID-shortened season with all that they've been through with their injuries and the guys that can't play, and no fans in the stands, uh, it, it's been kind of, I don't mean this in any way negative, but it's kind of like the walking dead. They're just sort of sleepwalking through the season in a daze because nobody knows uh, how they're supposed to feel or react is the scouting report I got on them. Uh, but make no uh, bones about it. Uh, they're a dangerous team. They've got a terrific manager. They'll figure this out. Uh, remember, they were 19-31 and 31 last year and ended up going to the World Series and winning it. So despite a slow start, uh, don't, don't just sleep on these Nationals, even though you don't get the big three, because if you do, uh, they can surprise you and, and put a hurt on you. Chip, a couple quick things, I'll let you go. Chip Carey, the voice of the Braves, he's sure. with us on the Technicom guest line. I've got Braves fans asking me about potential call-ups, everything from Christian Pash to Ian Anderson. Are you anticipating any of that? What, what of that might make the most sense for the Braves? Well, uh, maybe if uh, if Acuna's injury lingers or Ozzy's uh, wrist continues to be a problem, I could see that. Uh, you know, Ender has struggled. Uh, that's mm-hmm. no secret. Uh, Riley and Camargo have both struggled offensively. Uh, look, the Braves are looking for a spark. Uh, Pache played in a uh, scrimmage at the ballpark on Saturday. Looked pretty good, so that's one option. Uh, Drew Waters is another. Uh, the question is, are they ready? Uh, the Braves didn't feel that they were coming out of camp. They didn't really have a roster spot for them. Uh, so I think that's TBD. As far as pitching goes, uh, you've got Kyle Muller and Ian Anderson, who are right at the top of, the, of that list. Uh, uh, they both pitched on Saturday as well. Anderson was particularly impressive. Um, but, you know, it's do you start the clock? When you bring them up here, do you want to maybe break their confidence if they don't have immediate success? Because, unfortunately, if they do struggle, you don't have the option of sending them back to AAA and giving them four or five games to work on stuff. They just go to camp and play catch. So, it's as I said, it's a, it's a season unlike any other. And uh, the guys the Braves have are all very talented. These are the guys we've got. And barring uh, Cole Hamels coming back, which we hope will happen in the next couple of weeks, or a trade uh, before the deadline on the 31st, uh, these are the 30 or 60 players the Braves had. They're still very good players. they just got to go out and do it, and hopefully they'll start doing that again tonight. Uh, Chip, what, what's been your response to the Major League Baseball reaction to the COVID outbreaks? Marlins, Cardinals, it, it looked pretty grim there for a little while, but it seems like baseball's gotten its arms around this. Yeah, I think so. I think it's out of an abundance of caution, and I think we're all in agreement uh, with with that part of it. I'm I'm really proud that our sport is playing through, and I'm really proud that the other day they had a you know a whole bunch of tests, and there were only four positives. Twenty nine teams had no positives at all, so the protocols are obviously working. So all the naysayers and doom and gloomers who said we should have canceled are have been completely and totally wrong on it. Uh, my own personal take is: look, we're going to have to live with this virus. Uh, it is not going to be miraculously cured by a vaccine. It's not going to go away anytime soon, and the nature and the, the idea of shutting down our society because of a virus 
is nonsensical to me. We need to protect the people who are vulnerable and do so smartly and wisely. I think we're wising up to that. But we can't shut down our economy. We can't shut down our schools. We can't shut down our sports. We have to go about the business of living safely, smartly, and compassionately. And I think baseball uh, ought to be very proud of being an industry leader in that regard. And hopefully the better days are, are yet to come for all of us in the sport, not just ours, but football and, and the rest of society. Could, couldn't agree more. So on that note, last thing, how have the broadcast been for you? What you anticipated, what you thought more difficult? I, I love hearing broadcasters' takes on doing these things remotely. <laughs> It's been different. There's no doubt about it. Uh, The things that you don't see uh, because you're relying on a camera to uh, broadcast remotely, that's really, really hard. Obviously, when the games are in our ballpark, it's a lot more fun. It's not easier because it's a challenge either way. But the things that you can notice, managers talking to players or uh, coaches talking to players after a mistake or a good play in the outfield, when the bullpens are getting up, uh, just jumps that outfielders get. We don't get that. So we have to broadcast kind of in arrears on television and wait for the play to develop. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it has its own set of challenges, but uh, as for how, how it's gone, I'll leave that to your fans. Uh, the feedback we've gotten has been really, really good. We're really having a lot of fun with it and taking it for what it is, and all the credit for that goes to our great Fox Sports South crew. I can't imagine the number of hours technologically they've worked together to put this together to make the games feel like we're actually at the site. Uh, they're really tremendous people, and I'm really, really proud to represent their work every night. Well, as, as one of those viewers, I can tell you it fe- feels nearly seamless. You've, you've done a tremendous job, and, uh, and you've done so in the face well, of some... Very kind, well, no, I mean, you've done so in the face of, of some real difficulty here, and again, these broadcasts have been, been nearly seamless, so I would commend you for that, and we thank you for your time, buddy. Have a great week. We'll be watching tonight. Okay, Kyle. Look forward to it, man. Thanks. There you go.